It doesn't matter if you're running a multi-billion rand global organization or you're the CEO of your own spaza selling ispatlo kokas. The principles of running a business remain the same. The core decisions you need to make are also the same. Different in scale and approach, but when you get down to the fundamental decisions, the frameworks for making them have a lot more in common than you think. So come on a walk with us as we explore the jungle of doing business. I'm Katakani Baloyi, a commercial strategist specializing in enterprise and supplier development. I'm Lungam Simang, a human capital strategist. And I'm Mo Malele, marketing events and go-to-market strategist. And together, we'll be discussing various scenarios the typical business person, be they a corporate professional or an intrepid entrepreneur, might come across during their career. We'll unpack the challenges, discuss different mental models for working through them, and share our perspectives on practical solutions you could apply in your business. Corporate or startup, there's always safety in numbers. Take the journey with us. It's, It's a, a jungle, jungle out there. What is a business giraffe? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> a tall horse, like the wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going into sponsorship already <laughs> look we're open talk to us tall horse if you're out there Listen, shout out, shout we're, out. we're absolutely drinking your wine right now right now you can hear from the tone of this conversation <laughs> it's kind of tall <laughs> like a horse oh <laughs> uh, well spotted horse one of the many reasons i've decided not to become a comedian uh -huh. is the heart doesn't always get what it wants this is this is true you know this um i've got capacity but not capability you, you know, know what i what one I of the many reasons <laughs> <laughs> is where i stopped listening because <laughs> like, it makes it sound like you genuinely considered this career path like, <laughs> don't you want to get paid for being a funny person i i considered it i'm not gonna lie like what i realized though is that Being a comedian as work, guys, like you, you actually have to know how to land a joke. So much respect for those guys. Yeah, my wow. guy. Because, like, I remember. As, as Ooh, weird like as, an audio pilot. As weird as gonna make me sound like a loser, but it wasn't funny either. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like one of the menus. One of the menus. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. <laughs> heartbreak upon But heartbreak. But yeah, Kat, you were saying you did look no, at it, you investigated I, I, it. I, I feel like we're funny people, but I don't think we'd be funny on stage. Because the one time my kids always like doing and saying silly things because they're kids. So my five-year-old has got this thing of, Daddy, I want to tell you a joke. And she'll tell a joke and then or she, it'll be like a knock-knock joke or she'll be like, why did the... Uh, why did the chicken, chicken go over the road type stuff but instead of delivering an answer that's a punchline <laughs> she's going to start with a punchline but then it becomes a completely irrelevant story <laughs> about like aliens and, and buildings <laughs> falling and, and and like you end up laughing because it's the, so silly <laughs> the delivery is just hilarious she's not being intentional but like it, it's just it's, so funny it's just a silly story and then I was like how would I tell that joke on, on stage and then I tried it I was like it's not funny mm. it's funny because she does it <laughs> Yeah. I should put her on stage. Yeah. Look, no, I always say I support that kids getting jobs as early as possible. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm for it. We need to uh, getting jobs as early as possible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, technically if if the money goes to the parents as a job, so I mean, because hey. legally you can't work until you're 15. 
and being paid. Yeah, I was hoping like you would elaborate, which is why I asked that again, but then you just left it at. Well, yeah. Kids should be working as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. they must. So they can <laughs> raise them and then they must. <laughs> and he still stands by that same. It's, 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 this is such a beautiful segue into our topic today because kids must get jobs so they can make money so they can have budget to start businesses. Come on. Right? Ooh, yes. Right? Ooh, yes. This oh. poor five-year-old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she already has like a tax-free investment listen running here, already. <laughs> she no, doesn't I'm, know about it, but she does. But she does. I'm she not does. that responsible. What? <laughs> so, so now let's, let's sit down and think about like this five-year-old 15, 20 years down the line where she's, she's now made money mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I want to start a business. Sell candy. Or alternatively, I've bought into a business. Or alternatively, I'm like... I am the business. I am the business. Running a marble I'm, cartel yeah. at school. Yeah. <laughs> respect. <laughs> listen, sometimes you just have to respect... Listen here. The player. Listen here. You know what I mean? And sometimes like you might not agree with the game, but you, you got to respect, you gotta the, respect player. the player. Look, the template is there. You've seen Yu-Gi-Oh! You've seen Pokemon, <laughs> Ash, Ketchum and the boys. There's a way to go about doing all this. Dude... All you need is I'm Professor Oak in this. Okay. <laughs> I feel like all the CEOs, okay, that's enough now. And they've switched off. Thank you, bye. <laughs> that's so silly. <laughs> or is it? So, say now, let's imagine three scenarios where this child has had three levels of success in her comedic career. One, she's completely bombed and she's made like 10,000 Rand over the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. The second one is she's done okay and says she's sitting on about 10 million rand. And then the other one is where she's shown that she's my child. She's just gone shot all the lights out and she's sitting on 100 bar. Okay. When she's thinking about starting her business and allocating money, like wh- what, what are the sorts of questions she needs to be asking herself about? What is the best way for me to allocate these funds that I've amassed to my business? Which parts of the business in order to make sure that she succeeds? We're assuming she wants to start a business. We're assuming so. Or we're assuming she's running a business or she's funded a business. Okay. So I've got a question here. I, uh, so from the creator economy, I, I'm not necessarily the closest to the nitty-gritty of how to run a business. But including Mo, I've got quite a few people in my life who either dabble in entertainment or are fully in entertainment. So the question here is businesses in the creative space. I'm not sure people like intend to run businesses, but then they realize, actually, this is a business. Someone wants to fund this. Now what? Yeah. And is that different from a conventional business? Like if I'm selling food and I'm running a restaurant, is that different from me? Like using a comedic example. Mm. You're selling yourself. Uh, yeah. I'm the product. Mm. I need to find my bookings, manage my bookings, have mm. a road. Your brand, what, what, your whatever goes stuff. into being a business mm. in the media space. Is there like a common ground we can talk about all this on? Because let's say anyone gives you money for any kind of business. Yeah. What's your next move? What do you do with it? Yeah. yeah. And I think fundamentally it's, it's the same it's, thing. It's the same thing whether you're like to actually answer your question, like every business is about being a creative, right? Whether you are someone who's a performer and you are the product that's being sold or you are selling your thinking or the output of your thinking, which can be the artwork, writing, whatever it is. Or like you're selling paper, like you need to find creative ways of selling it. So the principles would apply across the board. So like, yeah, I think let's let's jump into the question of like, how would you allocate funds into a business if you are looking to obviously 
keep it sustainable and grow it? Uh, I would I would actually take that thought process a step further and say that the one thing that brings all of those discussions or those ideas together, all those businesses together, mm. is the fact that as a business owner, you're delivering value. Yeah. So whether you're a comedian or you're a restaurant or you're in the mining industry, whatever you're doing, mm. as a startup or a corporate, you're at the end of the day delivering some sort of value. Yes. So that's where I would start. Mm. So if I've got money and I've got an idea or I'm running a business and I've got more money to fund it, mm. the first place I would start with would be, where can I use this money to deliver the most value? I like that. Mm. That's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing here. Because yeah. when I think about, and I think offline, Kat, you and I were just chatting now offline about how that's sort of some of the discussions I'm having internally in my mm. businesses mm-hmm. as well, about the funding that we have, where do we allocate it to deliver the most growth? Yeah. And I keep circling back to the idea of value, delivering it to our clients mm. and how funding that is good for us mm-hmm. and how we can get more value from those who are funding us. Yeah. Right. So from suppliers or funders and whatnot. Yeah. So I would say let's start with value. Like that would be my first thing as an entrepreneur or, you know, someone who's got the funding. I like that. I like that. I think it, it gives you a really solid jumping off point and it also almost almost builds your framework to decide on how to spend your money because if your main thing is you're chasing value like the the value that you're delivering at the different quantums of funding will be different Correct. and it will guide the conversation so yeah. if you are talking about chasing value with a budget of 100 million rand the type of value that you can deliver there will dictate what you should do with that 100 million rand mm. versus asking the same question if you've only got 10,000 like 10, rand yeah. the type of value you can create with 10 that. grand is going to then determine how you go about that process. Mm. I'm just thinking, as we've been speaking, there's a piece that I don't know if you've covered fully. So I've split this up into three buckets in my mind. I've got money. What now? Mm-hmm. The first question I'm thinking about is, if I got this money, does it help help me scale? And what is the benefits of scale? I think I'm thinking about growing bigger relative to the cost to serve, mm-hmm. right? The relative to the cost of what it takes for me to do this thing. Yeah. The second thing I'm thinking about is my ROI. This injection of money, what's going to give me disproportionately more value? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the third thing I'm thinking of is sustainability. What is most sustainable post the injection of money? Mm. And I think for me, those are the three dynamics as a person that doesn't necessarily deploy the funding more often than not i'm the person that operationalizes Mm. the funding for lack of a better way of putting it yeah and those are kinds of the things i would have to think about before i come back to the person who owns the budget and say well here's my plan that's sort of the things i'm hitting on you know Mm. and i know that you guys having jumped out and done some entrepreneurial stuff far more extensively than i have have been in the position of being the budget owner Mm -hmm. so just interested to hear how you think about that framework I'm thinking of. I'm normally operationalizing. Yeah. How does that make sense to you? I think that for me, I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of I was in that position and I made a lot of really poor choices. And like you crash and burn out of it if you're making the wrong decisions. And I think that like a part of the thing that led to that was to the the way you broke it down longer to say like there's someone who deploys the funding and there's someone who operationalizes it. I think how 
myself and my business partner found ourselves making those decisions was from the perspective of someone who operationalizes it. Um, so it was essentially just the two of us in the business and we were kind of thinking value creation from the point of like, how do we unlock value today? And so how we ended up deploying funding was very operational. Like we were chasing today, 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 instead of looking, okay, what happens a week from now? What happens three months from now? What happens a year from now? And so that can deliver results in the short term, but the likelihood is that you're going to crash and burn when you operate your business like that because you are likely not going to be making those considerations that you made longer in terms of the the first thing being, okay, I'm putting money into this thing. How do I make sure effectively, how do I make sure that this thing that I'm doing is turning a profit, right? And you're not asking yourself the question around the second thing, I'm putting money into thing A over th versus thing B. How do I make sure that thing A is going to give me more profit than the other one? So you're saying there was a gap in your rationale at the time yeah, because you had less exposure to being strategic and you're yes. operationalizing things more. And I don't think it's necessarily a case of not having exposure to, to being strategic. It's just we weren't thinking of it strategically. Got it. Right. It was like we, we, were, we were working in the business versus working on the business. Ooh, oh man, that's a come on somebody. Podcast. That's a business gospel. That is bar. a whole other. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole other podcast. A business gospel bar. Thank yeah. you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and it it was like you end up making those short term decisions as opposed to like long term. And like I love the way that you've put it. Is one is the thing that you're putting money into profitable. Two is it going to generate more profit than everything else. And three, is it going to generate profit in a way that you can repeat tomorrow? Hmm. And I think that from from where we were sitting, we weren't asking ourselves any of those questions. It was literally a case of, cool, we've got a client that's going to pay us X amount of money. How do we unlock that money as quickly as possible? Yeah. As opposed to saying, um, taking a step back and saying, we need to make decisions that ensure that all of this is sustainable, it's profitable, we can repeat it, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, yeah. can I ask you a question? Because mm. you've actually touched on something, and and like I think this is where it depends comes in. Yes, but I'll ask you, Ore, <laughs> looking like knowing knowing what you know now, looking back, mm -hmm. are you saying that there's a lot of stuff you would have done differently 100%. with the same information? Hundred percent. Interesting. Hundred percent, because it's like yeah, this topic of, of deploying funds is actually it's it's a lot bigger than a lot of us typically realize because you yeah. sit down and you think I've got a hundred thousand rand and you're looking at that hundred thousand rand. A lot of us, when we're being operational, we're not taking the step back to say opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. If I'm spending 50 mm. of that hundred thousand rand doing activity A, that means I have 50,000 rand less Maybe, to spend on activity yeah. B. But if I'd taken a step back and actually understood end to end my process, like where the key levers for value are, where the key levers for maximizing that value and making sure that I can repeat and survive beyond today, the decision-making would be very different. To give you a, a direct example, we had a client who, we I think the, the total value of the purchase orders that we were getting out of them was somewhere in the region of about 900K to a million rand. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of things that were happening that kept pushing back us being able to get to a point where we could invoice for that money. Right. Mm. And for us, it was like we need to get the full 900K. Mm. Right. And so we were working towards unlocking the full 900K. 
And it ended up creating a lot of cash flow issues for us, which ended up costing us a lot more money than if we had just gone the route of getting invoice financing. Because, guys, we've got purchase orders. Here's 900K. It's going to come in, right? Unlock that 900K for me. Give me 870, and then you take a fee of 30 grand. That would have been a lot cheaper for us if we were taking that sort of eagle-eye view of how to optimize value within the business mm. as opposed to saying, well, I need to get the full 900K because it ended up costing us in the sense that um, we, because we didn't have cash flow, we weren't able to deliver certain things either as quickly as we needed to or to the quality that we wanted to. So that ended up costing us the relationship. It ended up costing us in the sense that there were certain personal financial obligations that we couldn't meet because we weren't getting paid. So cars were being repossessed, banks were calling about houses, all this, that, and the other. And it ends up being where you could have given up 30 grand as part of your budget spend. Now you end up having to spend 100 grand trying to, to make up for the, the fact that... Yeah. yeah, I think that's very valid. But a question, do you not think that's more about understanding the processes at your disposal that help you run more efficiently mm-hmm. more than it is about what you do with the money should it drop into your bank account i think it's a combination of the two so like the, the one feeds into the other because you as a business owner or a business leader need to understand like if you were sitting if someone was to give you a hundred thousand rand today what would you do with it because if if you don't have a clear or a clear enough view of that. Um, if you if you don't know where that hundred k is going to go, and how it's going to come back with a with a solid return, you're going to end up chasing your tail around it. Like you're going to spend it on whatever's in front of you on the day, and then you find that it doesn't unlock the value that you were expecting it to unlock, or it actually ends up creating bigger holes. Because a lot of the times, and I don't know more if you've experienced this, like you will spend money on a certain problem and then. In it doing that, you'll find one. that actually, yeah, there's another problem that we need to address, which needs more money, which needs more money, which needs more money. And so if you don't have that strategic overview to say, in this area, I'm going to spend this much money to deliver this specific thing, which will then enable another thing and another thing and another thing and you're growing value like that. Yeah. It's it's very easy to go down a rabbit hole. Mm. So what I will say, so the, the, the reason why I was saying it, it depends is that I've seen... I've been in in situations like yours mm-hmm. recently and then now in another situation where the discussions are they're far more strategic and about growth and so forth. Mm. But I always say it depends because sometimes the business just needs the funding to operate. Yes. Right? Like the, the idea of us thinking a year from now or two years from now is not a luxury you have at the yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, for lack of a better word. And so you just need to use the funding you have yeah. to keep this thing a going concern as you fix, as you plug all the other holes. Yes, That's where the it depends comes in. Yeah, Obviously, that's not the way you want to run a business. Correct. But sometimes those are just the realities of any division. We just need to keep it afloat and running. Yes. The other side of things is when now you're talking growth. Mm. And you're talking about all the things that you can do with this little bit of funding. And funding is always a little bit. It's just never enough, right? Even if you get 100 million rand, you're probably thinking, it's not enough, we need 200 million. So Mm. the funding, by the way, is never enough. There's always more that you would want to have. But then, unfortunately, (laughs) right, whether you've got 10K or 100K, it's never going to be enough. But when you start thinking about the growth discussions and so forth, now Mm. you're thinking, obviously, you're thinking long-term. 
and you're thinking about all the things that will not unlock growth unlock growth right now. Yeah. They're not going to generate revenue right now, but you know, in a year's time or two years' time or six months' time, those are the things that now we can actually rely on. Yeah. In my experience, what I've learned the hard way, when you talk about that whole thing of you spend money on A and then it unlocks B, but then you stumble on the problem at C. Yes. And then you're like, if I had only known this, I would have just yeah, spent yeah, money yeah, on yeah, C. Yeah. In my experience, what I've learned the hard way is you have to actually stumble over some of those things yes. the hard way with no funding. True. Which is why, and my teams generally hate me for this, but whenever we have funding, yeah. we sit on it for a while. Yeah. And given, and after you've, you've applied for the funding and we've gone through all the due diligence and everything to get mm. the funding into the account. Mm. So we know what to do with the money and those mm. who gave us the money know what we're going to do with the money and mm. everything. But then we sit on it for a while mm. to be like, are we, have we dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and we know it will arrive at point C, D, E once we've spent on A, B yeah. type thing, right? Yeah. And, and I think sometimes, like I always say that sometimes the problem isn't money. Mm. Money is actually the problem, but the problem isn't money. <laughs> you having it is the problem. True story. You not having it, you know, and, and like I said, I've learned from my experience that sometimes you have to stumble upon that problem yes. and solve it with uh -huh. zero funds. Yeah. Then when you have the funding, you know exactly where to plug all of those gaps. Yes. But I just want to finish that thought process to what you were just saying now. It, mm. it genuinely does depend. Yeah. Nobody wants to spend money operationally. Mm -hmm. But sometimes to get the business to the next year, mm. you're going to have to spend that funding on operations. Yep. So it's not necessarily always a bad thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, just want to make that clear. No, I, all I was going to jump in and say that I really like that approach. I don't think I've heard you speak about that particularly. I think it's really prudent, but I wanted to ask if you've got a rationale. Like, is there a checklist you have once you're sitting on the money and you've kind of paused? Like at what point? What are you looking for to say, okay, we're ready to spend it now? I, I love the approach. I it's just want to dig into your sign. brain a bit more. She's looking for a sign. She's looking for someone to put up a billboard and say, spend right. the money. Spend the money now. Do it. <laughs> right. Do it now. Right. No, well, well there's, actually, well, there's actually a couple of things, right? One of them is, can you get your service providers to negotiate to a lower fee? Mm -hmm. which then gives you an extra 5 or 10K to spend on something that you didn't have the day before. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need that time mm. between being like, okay, uh, thanks, for your, in, in, thanks for your quote. We're kind of like the scope of work and everything. Sometimes you need like a day or two for it to breathe mm -hmm. before you can be like, could you do what you said you can do for 20K for 15K? Mm -hmm. And then the extra 48 hours sometimes does actually get you a yes. Yeah. So that's the first thing, let it breathe. The second thing is, are there any other opportunities we can get that give us that incremental push, that mm. incremental value and incremental bang for your buck? Mm. And that sometimes comes in the people you work with and not necessarily how much you pay them. Mm. But it comes in those little discussions you're having. Question, the yeah. people you work with, are you talking about these people you're negotiating with that are your service providers are you talking to your vendors? Are you talking about your internal stuff? I just want to, I really want to understand. This is great, you know? I'm talking about the external guys. So the yeah. team is set. Yes. But oftentimes when, you're, when you've got funding, there'll be a couple of things that need to be done by a service provider that mm. you hire out and you outsource that work. And normally, if you've done your due diligence, you'll have like, you won't have one. There'll be two or three guys you've got quotes for, you've vetted and you've looked at, and you're like, these are the guys I'm, I'm, I'm definitely working with Lunga or Cat on this thing. Mm. Yeah. Right. The, for me, what I find the last push is between Cat and Lunga, who's going to give me a thousand rand more, a hundred K more 
for the mm. same amount of value I'm giving you mm. because of the push Lunga brings versus what Cat is bringing mm. and vice versa. And those are sometimes the subtleties mm. in how far the funding will take you. Yes. Can I just jump in there? Like, practically, that speaks back to a process that we had working at one of these uh, consumer goods companies that we all worked at together. So yeah. if you guys yeah, check yeah. us out on LinkedIn, you'll see <laughs> you'll which company which I'm talking, talking about. about. But we had a, a, a process of, it was referred to as coming up with gap covering plans. So if we had a, a, a shortfall in our budget in terms of the, the numbers we need to deliver in the middle of the year, so beginning of the year, you'd have your strategy sessions. This is what we're doing for the year. And at some point, you you stop in the middle of the quarter or the middle of the of the fiscal year and you say, guys, what are the, are we going to meet our target? If no, what are the gap covering plans that we're putting in place? If yes, what are the incremental revenue plans that we can put in place? And I think it speaks to to that point that you're making more way. This isn't necessarily something that you need to do when there's a uh, a need for it. So like now all of a sudden you're going to be running a loss. Oh my God, we have to come up with gap covering plans. You can actually pick a point in your in your cycle where you stop and you reassess how you're spending your money and you ask yourself the question, is there anything that we can do a bit different or is there anything that we can do more if we are able to get additional funding to do it? And it speaks like practically to the point that you're making more about taking that time to sort of stop. Great, you've done the work to get the funding now. Take a moment, let it breathe. Think about what can you do that's going to drive more value. Mm. Another thing that is important to note is there is nine out of ten times there's often a huge gap between when you applied for the funding, went through all of the process, the due diligence, the meetings, the interviews. Things change. And then when the money actually is, when you get the offer letter, and then when it actually is in your account, and now you can actually action it. Oftentimes, there's actually, if you're lucky, there's several weeks or months, but it could actually be far longer than that, depending on the kind of funding you're working with, right? Yeah. And so things, they're, they're, like you say, things actually do change in in that time period. Yeah. And remember, like remember that the business is running, right? Mm. So you're also changing ideas. New research papers are coming out. New data is coming out. Mm. So by the time the money is in the account, there actually might be a better way or a better supplier mm. to spend it with. 100%. And, and that's why I always say, that's why I sit on it a little bit because the excitement of the money, like, you know, you, I'm sure you guys can hear the team laughing. The worst thing, like one thing I've learned is the worst thing to have in life is to spend money before you have it. Yes. Because once it comes in, it's gone. Yes. And there's actually value in money just sitting in an account, just by the way, from like a fee kind of bank. There's, there's value in it sitting in an account for a couple of days, yes. right? There's value in that. Um, but like I say, a lot of times those things have changed. And so you might want to do things different, do a work with different people. Mm-hmm. And I always say, it's in those nuances. You might be looking at Kat and Lung and be like, these are the guys I want to work with. They'll do the same work for mm-hmm. the same amount of value. Mm-hmm. But one supply is probably an, an easier supply to work with yes. because they will meet the deadline. Yes. And I'm running a business. I need to get my iteration out in the next 30 days. Yes. Lunga's going to do great work, but he's gonna, it's going to take him 60 days to do it. Damn it but Cat can do it in 30. Damn right. So now, but the, and those are the nuances <laughs> that come into play. You know what I mean? So I don't know, like that's sort of my perspective that always look at those nuances Mm. That are difficult to monetize. Mm. They're non they're non monetary nuances, but they make a very big difference on what pops out on the other sides of Correct. the equal. Correct. Hmm. Uh-huh. We're letting it breathe. 
Because <laughs> it's always beneficial to let it breathe, <laughs> even if it's just for breathe. a day or two. Let it breathe, man. Let yeah. it breathe. One and then the two, two, two and then the three, three, three and then the four, four. Then you gotta, then you gotta, then you gotta. Pay us money, guys. Yes, and that that insert was sponsored by. That fabulous insert was sponsored by Fabulous. I love I love that we're creating ad breaks off the cuff now. This is great. I love it. I love it. So then, okay. So we we've spoken about like the principles of how to think about your money. Right, like how how to sort of prepare for the money coming in, how to sort of respond once the money actually hits your account. Can we unpack a little bit? Like, what are the things that you would actually look at spending your money on? So, here you are, you're running your business. It's bootstrapping. It's doing ten million a year. It's doing a hundred million a year, a billion a year. What are the key operational things that you are thinking about spending that money on? I can start with some things off the top of my head. Mm. So the first thing I'm thinking of is infrastructure and operational things. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to your ability to scale with like a once-off injection mm. um, that becomes sustainable thereafter, but that also allows you to build something or expand it incrementally by just investing once and seeing what happens next. So tell me what do you mean infrastructure. Give me an example of that. So by infrastructure, I just mean are you providing a service? Like do you run workshops and stuff? And if so, maybe you have a building. Mm. Your building seats 20 people, mm. okay? And you've been having this guy come in who does ad hoc work in terms of your support, yeah. like your ability to stream whatever workshop you have, packaging it, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe the injection just allows you to get a bigger venue, mm-hmm. buy a proper package from your service provider to like package the thing properly so you have a digital product as opposed to just an in-person product. Mm-hmm. And, 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 maybe the cash injection just helps you one, the rent for a bigger place is yeah. the operational thing. Yeah. And the IT infrastructure, whatever other infrastructure you support, support you need, yeah. would be the other part of it. That's like an example. Yeah. So essentially like all the tools that yeah. you use to enable the business. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, then I suppose if there's another need for particular expertise to come into the business, you bring in people. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to develop a product, you can use the money for that. Or if you need to market your product, mm. you can use it for that. So th- those are like broad buckets. I'm sure I'm leaving some things out. I'm not taking like your logistics and supply chain into account and all that. But, but that I'm can be saying, part of infrastructure. Right. Mm. So I'm just saying broadly, those are the kinds of things I think about. You know? so, so now I've got a follow-up question to the both of you, actually. If we were to take it in those four broad buckets, so infrastructure mm-hmm. and infrastructure and operations, yeah. people, product, product and marketing. marketing and sales. Right. Mm-hmm. What order of priority do you put those things in? It depends. It does it depend. Does depend. What does it depend on? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I thought that was my final answer. Uh, you thought <laughs> you had me. <laughs> you thought you were putting your own pair of things cut off here. But <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. You know what? This is a perfect case study question. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, if one of you have a problem like that or an example like that, we can talk it through because it, it really does depend. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of the questions I asked here, I wrote down on the note here, is where you are in the chain of you know supplying value yeah. for your business. Like in your business, where are you exactly? Are you still mm. st- starting up in the division, or are you sort of ready to go to market, or are you growing stuff in the market? 
And so that's sort of how I would think about it is what are the big pressure points? Mm. You know, what are the what are the the things that I, I always say to my coaches, I'm looking to spend money on things that I can really get runway for. Mm. I can get you know, if I spend money on this thing, I know I, w- I don't have to worry about this particular thing for six months or twelve mm-hmm. months or whatnot. That I can move off to something else. Mm. So I don't specifically have like a list of what it is. I think it depends on what industry you're in. Mm. What are the key major pain points yep. for your business mm. that need to be alleviated now? Mm. And what are the things that will not only add value into your business, mm-hmm. but then can funnel out to your uh, clients and, and or your customers and so forth. Yes. So the value coming in that can go out that then sort of comes back in again. Okay. Other things where I would be like, those are the ways I'd be thinking about it and the major things I'd be like, that's where the money needs to go. Okay. Yeah. So I'll give an example with one of the entities I'm involved in is one of our big things is from a tech perspective and mm. making sure that our technology and our platforms are up to date, they're well maintained and that they're robust. And if you've ever been involved in tech, you know that that's a huge pain point for anybody in the tech space is once you've got the platform and you spent money building it, you still have to maintain it and keep it up to date and keep it, you know, up with the trends and all that kind of stuff. And that is money that needs to be expended. So you, mm. you're constantly working on iterations. I think we're on our fourth iteration right now. Mm. Stuff like that. That's a key pain point. Mm. So in my case, any injection I get, I'm definitely spending it on, you know, updating the platform so that it can actually be robust and compete with our competitors. Okay. And then that's the way that that's the thought process we've taken within the company to be like then after that what's the next thing that is equally painful? Yeah. Well, one. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I would approach it. Okay. So for me, I would go back to that off the cuff framework I kind of came up with earlier, which would be three dynamics I'm looking at. Mm. Scale return and sustainability yep those would be the three things i I bucket my choices into and depending on the context of your business i think you'd then talk about the opportunities you're looking at to scale your business whether there are any efficiencies that can be derived from scaling or whether it's just growing your top line Mm -hmm. so that ultimately it just works out better for you you know those kinds of questions bucketed into that Mm. Then your return, what gives you the most bang for your buck? Mm. That's pretty straightforward. Mm. Uh, and then sustainability is, this is a once-off injection or is it being released incrementally? Is this whatever the case may be? Yeah. The sustainability post the injection is super important. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I would think about that too. So yeah. whatever your business context is, I think those three things allow you to cover broadly mm. how your decision-making should go. And then it comes down to how good you are at being strategic, how good your management is at making the most choiceful things happen. Yeah. yeah. But that would be how it go. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I think I like the points that both of you guys are making. And I think based on what we've discussed, like for me, what I would look at in those contexts. So, so you guys both said it depends, right? In terms of if you've got money, what are you spending it on? Mm. And, Lunga, you spoke about the scale, return, and sustainability. And then, Mo, you talk about, uh, or you spoke about what level of value creation are you at? So, for me, I think, yes, the answer is going to depend. Um, but you can almost slot it into a, a framework where you say, are you sitting at a point where you're currently, you've got about 10 grand in funding, right? If you are looking at those points, scale, return, and sustainability, for me, at that point, I'd put the money into product. 
right? If I've got 10 grand to spend, I'd make sure that I've got a product or a service that is actually going to deliver something of value to my customer. Clarifying question on that. Sure. Are you saying this is for where you are right now and what you're doing? Or are you saying based on the size of investment, this is your suggestion on where to prioritize? This, is, this would be my suggestion of where to prioritize. So right. now if, if you're sitting there as a, as a business leader and you need to make a decision about like, how can I make sure that I am maximizing on this money? So you think size matters I definitely, in this context? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So at the early stages, I'd put my money into making sure that the product is as good as it can be for the funds that I've got. It's not about getting the perfect product perfect, or yeah. the perfect I solution, agree. but get it as good as possible that you can put it in front of someone and see if they'll pay you money for it. Yeah. Next, when your business has grown a little bit, now you're sitting at, say, 100K because you've got a product or a service that you validated. Um, there's some revenue that's come in. You're doing about 100K. Again, scale, return, sustainability. For me, my focus then would be on driving sales, sales and scale. marketing. Scale. Right? Yeah. So you, you're now validating that you've got a broad enough marketplace to, to actually build up your business. Then growing to the next level, which says you're doing a million rand, right? My next priority would then be people. And I, I put people ahead of infrastructure because when you are still operating at a relatively small scale, you can have a fair amount of manual processes and it's not going to be, it'll be a pain in the ass, but it's manageable. Yeah, it's all right. so, so the biggest thing I can say about that, the reason I think you're spot on with that, I hadn't thought of it that way mm -hmm. about a specific order, but I would agree with you because when you bring in people, your super value unlock. Yes, your people drive your sustainability because they create value. 100%. So they are the literal drivers of what weans you off your funding. 100%. Right? And yeah. it's the quality of the value created by your people that determines yeah. how sustainably yes. you can operate post the injection. Spot on. Right. Spot on. And I think one of the key things that makes them a super value creator is the fact that unlike a, a building, your people can iterate. So yeah. if you if you go out and grow, yeah. if you go out and you sign a twelve month contract on a building before you've got the right the people, people for the business, that building is a building. It, unless you're gonna like sublet or do all sorts of other nonsense in that building that takes you away from your business, there's not really much that the building can do to add value to the business. Same thing with software, yeah. same thing with equipment, hardware, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you give a person a specific business challenge and they come at it with a certain approach and they find that that approach isn't working, a person can iterate and, and come up with a different way of trying to do things. A, a laptop is a laptop. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to come up with yeah. that, right? Which, which is why I put people ahead of infrastructure. Okay. And then once you are now doing sort of like 10 million plus and now you, you, you've figured out what is the model and you've figured out how to how to repeat rinse and repeat and keep getting the, the the cash and the profit in then i'd look at infrastructure because now essentially now you really want to scale the business you want to set up the the business in such a way that all those things that your people were doing to create value you are putting into systems processes and infrastructure that will then be able to unlock that so that you can really scale up your business and if, if you're that putting is a if, mind sorry that's a mind-blowing perspective just, and just give me one second to elaborate on what, and I think that I think this is another discussion we can have at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Because right now we were talking about funding and how you allocate the funding yeah. for growth and for scale and sustainability and so forth. Mm. But more often than not, when you get funding, 
it's difficult, and I'm sure you would agree, it's mm. difficult and nigh impossible to get funding that will include people. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And salaries and all that, and building that mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. uh, structure and so forth. It's almost impossible. In fact, most requirements say we don't fund the people. It's a discussion for a whole other day. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Right? So I'm saying that's a very interesting thing that you've sort of touched on there mm-hmm. because of the order you placed it in and, and the validation you gave to why you would put people ahead of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of the time when you get funding, Hmm. It's infrastructure ahead Correct. of the people. Correct. So we can park it, but I think there's something there to be Yeah. No, no, let's look into it. I think what I was going to say before you interjected, Moan, I'm glad you did. Infrastructure, done correctly, shouldn't be an inhibitor. It shouldn't be, oh man, I've got to raise another purchase order. Yes. What are these mm-hmm. processes and systems for? <laughs> Yeah, hearkening back to the days, uh, the good old days. God damn it, damn it. Yeah. Um, what? It didn't say it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, uh, this PO has expired. Uh, Raise a new none. one. No. You okay. put it in the wrong calendar year, Chief. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong, wrong spending group. The trauma <laughs> Woo. Yes. Anyway. What I was saying is infrastructure is supposed to be a guardrail of enablement Mm -hmm. to allow your people to create further value. Yes. Correct. So the people need to be in place. They need to be creating disproportionate value by virtue of them being creators, by virtue of them being people. Yes. Then your systems are basically saying what things can we replicate mm-hmm. at scale and at quality to mm-hmm. take the thinking out yep. so that these people can go back to doing what they do best, yep. which is value creation. Yep. So it should be guardrails that systematize your success as a person. 100%. Yeah. And it's very interesting that you've touched on the fact that we don't get funding for people. Mm-hmm. I really think that's a conversation we yeah. should look because personally, I don't know too much about the funding landscape and applications, but I know that both of you it's a mess. have had applications coming out of your ears. It's a mess. Right? Uh, again, uh, I think we all came at a point where we had to make strategic choices and I'm the one that sort of chose to stay in corporate and consulting. So you guys... <laughs> guys, I'm back in corporate because funding is a mess. <laughs> I just appreciate you saying what well, I'm an entrepreneur is a strategic choice I made. <laughs> it, it definitely is. It's, I just like that phrase. Can I explain that to my family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn. A strategic, strategic entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a strategic entrepreneur. <laughs> no, but I'm glad we're able to talk to this a bit more. I personally learned a lot. I mean, I know I'm the framework guy and I ended up just inventing something on the fly, but um, I really enjoyed this. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this was really good. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. Sponsors give us money, right? Yeah, I uh, mean, also <laughs> not just if, sponsors. Wait, actually. if Stimerol or Airwaves is listening, oh. I would really like to be chewing gum right now. Not like that. <laughs> I was about to say, how does our sound engineer feel about that? I don't think production is going to be Editing on our side. It will be side. so great. You know what? <laughs> Got to make people work for the money. But I, I think actually, like jokes, sponsors for real. But also, I think if if you guys are having any of any challenges or thoughts around these discussions that we're having, definitely reach out to us. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Guys, social media handles. Where, where, where do people reach you? Hectic, longer the voice everywhere. Longer the voice. He's a, he's our, our sweet HR guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mo Mo, uh, Mo Malele everywhere. LinkedIn, Mo, uh, Instagram, Facebook. All over the place. So, yeah. so for your your marketing and activation needs, Momalele, and me, 
Katekani Paloi. I am at Mwana Musadi on I think on Instagram and Twitter. Guys, my my retweets do not reflect personal opinions. Um, <laughs> and then on on LinkedIn and Facebook, Katekani Paloi. <laughs> so. Yeah, this, yeah. this has been um, nice, guys. Can I just end with one He's thing? He's Harvey Dent here. Yeah. Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to close with one thing that was just, uh, it struck me in this conversation. Mm. And it's something that we were joking about before we started recording was about how in many of the cases, the questions we'll put forward, the answer will be what? It depends. It depends. It depends. <laughs> I think this yes. came out a lot. <laughs> that it depends. But I think one thing you can take from this discussion and everything else we'll be discussing moving forward is that it depends, but there's always a framework or a yes. structure yes. you can work through to pop out the right answer 100%. for your specific circumstances and constraints and your depends. 100%. So always think of it that way. It depends, but there is a structure. There's a method to the madness. Yeah. That is the jungle. Yeah. Showcase. Thanks, guys. Jungle. Cocoa. <laughs> <laughs>